We've talked about this topic many times before. Uh, A few weeks ago, my friend was down in the southern uh, Pacific zone of Costa Rica, and he found a real little gold nugget, probably worth about $15 or so, but it really excited him. So I wanted to bring you some information here today regarding the Costa Rica gold rush. It sure didn't last long, and today it's totally non-existent. Costa Rica had to choose between being a biodiverse country or a country that would scar its land with open pit mining. I'm glad they chose the former. In 1502, when Christopher Columbus set foot on a little island just off the coast of what is now the Limon area, he was first impressed with the ornate gold jewelry that the local indigenous people wore. Along with the fact that the dense green jungles, the abundance abundance, of wildlife, and a beautiful coastline was the first thing that he saw. He named this new land Costa Rica, which means rich coast, as we all know. There was a lot of speculation from the early Spanish settlers that Costa Rica was flush with gold, ready to be mined and sold on the global market. But gold was not discovered here for over 300 years in the early 1800s. Costa Rica's strong economy was established solely because of agriculture with sugar and pineapples, corn, coffee at the forefront. Everyone was too busy making big money in these ways. The exploration for gold could wait. Large-scale gold mining didn't begin until the 1820s though it soon declined shortly after in the 1840s. And then over 90 years later in the 1930s, huge gold deposits were discovered on the Osa Peninsula, and the industry grew very strong, spurring gold fever to sweep the country. Throughout the early years, the Osa Peninsula and areas surrounding were deemed uninhabitable, almost considered a wasteland simply because there were no people in the area. It was a dense jungle habitat with no future plans to make it a place where people would want to live. With the discovery of gold in the area, a migration to the peninsula quickly began as a surge of excited people flocked into the area with hopes of striking it rich, mining for gold. Many of those who moved to this area were refugees from other Caribbean nations seeking refuge from the iron fist rule of their national governments, along with the former banana plantation workers from the Limon region looking for work following the closing of many of the United Fruit Company plantations during this time. The Osa Peninsula was one of Costa Rica's largest gold-producing regions until the late 1980s. It was known for producing exceptionally high-grade gold with a total purity above 20 carats, considered to be very high for natural gold deposits. Because of this, throughout this gold rush period, the entire region experienced a large economic boom, fueled by artisanal gold prospecting, which means panning for gold. Unlike other gold mining zones of Costa Rica, however, the Osa Peninsula was unique in that gold was not only abundant in the mountainous regions, but also was found in hundreds of river banks throughout the peninsula in sedimentary form. Sedimentary gold, much different from larger gold nuggets, can be extracted in an artisanal process, again known as gold panning or panning for gold, 
a labor-intensive method of extraction that utilizes a gold pan to separate the precious metal out of the sand and gravel deposits. This gold panning form of mining was the initial method adopted by many of the local gold miners, known locally here in Spanish as oreros. Dos Brazos de Rio Tigre was perhaps the largest major gold mining community that was settled on the Osa Peninsula. It was positioned perfectly between the two arms, Dos Brazos in Spanish, of the Tigre River, and it was also on the outskirts of the area now known as the Corcovado National Park. At this time, the Tigre River was one of the rivers with the largest concentration of naturally occurring gold deposits in the entire region. Because of this, for so many years, the main economic activity of those who settled there was artisanal gold mining. Because of their total successes, dozens of global gold mining companies learned of this area quickly and immediately relocated their men and equipment. There were no rules or laws. It was like the Wild West, and this led to the total destruction of the area. Huge tracts of natural habitats, jungles, and wildlife were decimated. Deforestation, landslides, and devastation continued for many years. The government finally stepped in to save their cherished land. In response to this terrible environmental damage, in 1975, President Daniel Oduber established Corcovado National Park, a protected conservation territory of the Osa Peninsula that spans nearly one-third of the region's landscape. With the formation of this protected territory came significant government effort to eradicate any extractive activities within the park's limits. And for the next eight to ten years, the government completely banned gold prospecting of all types. They started to heavily enforce these regulations within this restricted territory. While this legislation improved environmental conditions in the long run, for many local people, the immediate impact was so negative, resulting in widespread unemployment and poverty. Dos Brazos was one of the communities most affected by this new regulation as many residents were prohibited from practicing the primary activities that enabled them to generate income to support their families for so many years. So then in 2004, the community formed, and I'll spell it out, A-C-O-D-O-B-R-A-R-T-I, a nonprofit conservation association dedicated to the ultimate protection of the flora and fauna of the entire Dos Brazos de Rio Tigre area and the surrounding communities of the Osa Peninsula. The association has served as a primary catalyst in realizing a shift in local economic activity away from damaging extractive practices in favor of sustainable sources of work that not only seek to safeguard the community's unique natural landscape, but also depend on it. This has been very successful. In fact, in February of 2015, this community organization opened its first entrance into Corcovado National Park. And today, the community has 25 nationally certified park guides who offer tours through the peninsula. As you can see by the abbreviated history above, the Costa Rican government has chosen its country's biodiversity and the health of its flora and fauna 
over what riches could be generated by a robust gold industry. The 5 million plus residents of Costa Rica are very happy that this route was taken. And so are the 3 million plus visitors that flock to Costa Rica every year to enjoy their national parks, their volcanoes and beaches, their hundreds of thousands of species of plants and animals, and so much more. To this day, southern Costa Rica has remained the least inhabited area of the country. In my opinion, it's the most green, the most lush, and the most wild and diverse area. If you get a chance, be sure to spend a few days on the Osa Peninsula, especially in the Corcovado National Park. You'll experience the old Costa Rica. Bring your camera, bring your binoculars, some good walking shoes, and get ready, <laughs> get ready for the time of your life. Gold is good, but seeing a plentiful area full of toucans, scarlet macaws, sloths, tapers, pumas, anteaters, butterflies, and thousands of other species is my best choice, and I'm sure you'll agree with me. We appreciate your listening, and keep in mind that we've recorded way over 1,000 episodes of our Costa Rica Pura Vida Lifestyle podcast series. We're found on all major podcast venues, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, the Google Podcast Platform, the Apple Podcast Platform, Stitcher, Anchor, and all the others. All you have to do is Google our name in the venue that you wish to listen, and the links will magically appear. Our only reason for doing all of this is to share with you all of the good news that comes out of Costa Rica every day. If you've never been here before, then we hope to inspire you to visit And if you live here already, we hope to help you become more familiar with what all Costa Rica has to offer you in your own backyard. We deliver to you nothing but good news and hundreds of stories about the Pura Vida lifestyle. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you tomorrow, same time.